Welcome to the Foodie with a Life podcast. My name is Christina Conrad. This podcast is all about prioritizing your quality of life. It's about grinding less so that you can be more present and grounded. It's about fueling your body to truly feel nurtured, which means taking care of yourself, tuning into mindfulness, eating real food, and doing activities that give you energy and joy. It's about surrounding yourself with people who make you feel like the best version of you. And above all else, taking a little time to rest. Together, we're thoughtfully doing less and feeling better. Welcome to the tribe. I'm really glad you're here. Tina Green is back with us today, and I'm super excited to share this episode with you. She is all about supporting your body from an Ayurvedic standpoint, but I love how she just keeps it so simple. So if you haven't heard the spring episode, go back. There are some absolute gems in there. My favorite thing that she said that it was kind of like a light bulb turning on for me was for spring, she said, lighten up. And it was just kind of like someone knocked me on the side of the head and it was like, oh my gosh, of course, lighten up a little bit. And it just changed my perspective kind of in general. Tina is with us here today. We are talking about summer and how to support your body in summer and some of the different things you can do from meditation to food to what to drink, just all these kind of little things that help to support your body as the season transitions from spring, which can be kind of damp, a little bit dark. I mean, if you've been in Seattle, geez, I mean, for sure damp, for sure cold. Um, And then move into summer where things are like bright and hot and it brings up different things in our bodies. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Let me tell you a little bit about Tina. So Tina Green is a Chopra certified meditation instructor, Ayurvedic health and lifestyle teacher, and well-being coach. She offers programs and resources for well-being focused around the mind-body-spirit connection. Tina is fulfilling her passion for holistic living by guiding women who are seeking balance in their life and peace in their days to stop burning out and start burning bright. With that, here's our conversation. Tina Green, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to come back and talk about summer with you. Yeah. So um, from our spring episode, I did some of the things that you recommended and I felt like it did make a difference and it was so subtle. So you recommend having ginger tea in the afternoon, sometimes in place of coffee, which is great. I feel like after I had my daughter, caffeine is just hits me different now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I started doing some hot ginger tea in the afternoon, which was lovely. And then actually I, my daughter's like cuspy getting over napping, which is a whole, a whole fun barrel of monkeys, <laughs> but sometimes we'll have, we'll make tea. And so there's this tea that has peppermint and hibiscus and lemongrass that she likes and it's bright pink. And nice. so we'll, we'll make tea in the afternoon sometimes. And it's like a really lovely little ritual and she's drinking more water, which is great. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's awesome. I'm glad you were able to like incorporate some of the stuff, you know, and, and it really is always these simple, but significant shifts that we can make. It's not the big things. Right. And the big things are so not sustainable. Like you can do them. You can do anything for like a couple hard weeks, but you really want to do the little stuff that kind of just makes a difference in your entire lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Completely. It was just, it was such a, exactly. I mean, it was such an easy thing to do 
And it just makes that little shift in the day where, you know, you just like, I didn't feel so ragged, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. And you got mommy and, and, you know, kiddo time, which is awesome. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I mean, and that gives back like tenfold, just having, having tea time with your (laughs) three-year-old. You're like, dang, (laughs) for sure. Okay. So we are here to talk about summer. Tell me about what is the dominant dosha for summer and mm-hmm. what does it feel like when it's out of alignment? Cause I think it's probably easier p- for people to go, oh yeah, I feel that than yeah. like being super in alignment. For sure. So summer is like hot, right? And so pitta dosha is the dominant dosha for summer. Pitta is the dosha that is made up of fire and water, but you know, primarily fire. And so, of course, the sun is really hot in the summer and you already have this fire within you. In Ayurveda, we call that your Agni, like your digestive fire. And so the fire within you is burning, but also you're adding this accumulation of more heat externally, right? And so if you're a pit of person, you're really layering on extra heat. If you're not a pit of person, like if you're a kapha like me, you might feel really comfortable in the summer because now your your cool and moist like dosha is being balanced by some nice heat. So you're going to feel really good potentially, but no matter what, even for, for any of the doshas, you're still going to have an accumulation of pitta energy, right? Come summer. So there's some things that we can do, but first, like you said, let's like talk about those signs or the, the things that we're going to notice, right? So You'll have a pit, you can have a pit accumulation in the mind and in the body, right? So that's going to look different for both of those things. So in the mind, if you think about what like a fiery person, a personality looks like, you know, you hear those terms, they're not always the nicest, but you get the idea like a spitfire or, you know, a hot headed personality, right? If you think about what that means, they can be a little bit more aggressive. Your mind can be more aggressive. You can be more short tempered. You can be more impatient, you know, all those things that most people actually feel on a really hot day, like when they've had too much heat, you know, and it can lead to things like burnout, right? Like all of these words that we already use that have like that fiery, you know, note in it. Right. And then we do things like we burn the candle at both ends. That's another fiery term that we use. So we can really get exhausted in our mind and just really sharp. A, more anger and things like that. So that can be really, you know, telltale signs of having that fire in the mind. Then when you look at the body, it can show up as like more redness, more inflammation, more itchiness, maybe irritated eyes and heartburn and if like loose stools, that kind of thing. That's all very indicative of too much agni and like your, your agni is running too hot, like your fire is too hot inside of you. And so we really want to bring in the balance and start doing some things to cool. Okay. Then tell me, tell me about <laughs> cooling it down. Yeah. So all kinds of things. I mean, I know we're going to get into the, the food in a little bit. One thing I wanted to mention though, before I talk about that is that the other thing that can kind of happen because pitta is dominant. But if you think about an actual fire, when a fire is burning hot for a long time, what happens? Everything gets dry. And dryness is really associated with vata because that's space and air. And so you, you kind of just want to be mindful of the fact that vata can get out of balance as well. So not only are we trying to cool things, because primarily it's pitta, but we're also trying to keep things moist too, right? So as we move into kind of 
the things that we're going to do for our lifestyle and all of that and the food, we want to always keep in mind that we're going to be adding moisture and coolness. Mm, I love that. Okay. So tell me, okay. So when we think about summer, Mm -hmm. tell me like top line characteristics of summer. Yeah. So summer is, you just, you're thinking of it's light, like fire, heat, intense, dry, and it's very active. And so everything that you're going to try to do, if you're feeling like all of those signs or any of those signs that I talked about physically or mentally, you're going to be trying to bring in those opposites, right? Mm -hmm. So less heat, more calm, you know, more moisture, all that kind of stuff. And so we can get into ways that we can do that if you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about lifestyle habits. So if we're going to make some little tweaks and we're feeling all of those characteristics of too much fire, tell me about how we can support the body, maybe from a meditation of movement and a general lifestyle perspective, wake times and rest times and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. So if you're going to meditate, of course, everybody should be doing some sort of stillness in their day, incorporating some sort of calming yourself down a little bit or spending some time in silence. No matter how small, every moment makes the difference. So in the summer, we're going to be looking at more calming meditations. We're going to be looking, trying to incorporate maybe like some water sounds, like a bubbling stream or ocean waves, if you're into that. Yeah, you just really want it to be kind of like a slow meditation, but Pitta energy and especially if you're a pitta person, can kind of feel impatient sometimes. So you want it to have a nice pace, but not be so still that you're that it's fostering impatience. You know, that's something just to be mindful of. Like, do what feels good for you. Because if it's too slow and too quiet, you might feel like I don't have time for this kind of a thing. In that, oh in God, that this energy, is so good. This yeah. is like. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like everybody who's meditated ever, right? And you, especially when you start, before you start having these mini epiphanies. Mm-hmm. But before you get there, you're kind of thinking, oh my God, no one has time for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And add on the summer, the busy life of in the summer when there's so many things you could be doing, right? So just you know, even if you just want to have those, like if you have a fountain on your desk, that's got like the water or going that kind of thing. But if you can meditate, put some ocean sounds, just spend a few minutes in, in that silence or listen to some, some light, smooth music again, that, that, that you can tolerate. Well, you just really want to keep yourself calm, whatever that looks like. Right. So then if you move into movement, you want your movements to be kind of like, let's say you're doing yoga you want your movements to be like steady and stabilizing. You want to incorporate swimming, of course, because that checks off those two boxes of, you know, cooling and moisture and all that sort of thing. You want to move your body in a way that brings you joy and a sense of like vibrancy. And you, it's hard in the summer because a lot of people actually do some like baseball or things like that, but you don't want to get too competitive because competition would really, really increases your heat. It increases pit of energy. And and those who are PETA love competition because they strive in it because they're such high achievers. But if you're feeling an excess of PETA, you just want to be mindful of not taking that competition too seriously. If you're going to be on a team, enjoy the group aspect of it and the interactions and also, and not just focusing so much on the competition part. Oh, that's so interesting. I never would have thought about that. So you asked about wake and rest times. Now, these don't really fluctuate. I don't find that people should fluctuate too much with their wake and rest times because typically 
there's just like a great time to go to bed and a great time to wake up. And different doshas, they say, can wake up a little earlier. But ideally for most people, if you're going to bed at like 10, 1030, the latest, and waking up around six, you're going to be great. Like just if you can just maintain that routine throughout the whole year, it's going to be good because as long as you're going to bed, you know, around 10, then you're optimizing that time where your body heals between 10 and 12, which is pit of time, actually. And your body heals and, you know, regenerates itself during that time. So as long as you get that good quality sleep starting from that point on, and then you wake up, and of course, it's a little easier to wake up early in the summer because the sun's like <laughs> helping you, you know, so you'll just find it that much easier, really. But the times I feel like should kind of be consistent all the time. Okay. So I have a question about this. Okay. Yeah. So in, I'm in Seattle, obviously we're very far North. And so the sun rise times mm -hmm. really vary from summer to winter. Yeah. Um, and in summer I've been wearing sunglasses going somewhere at five 30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So sunny. Mm -hmm. So what's your thought about blackout curtains? They aesthetically don't look great in my bedroom. <laughs> so we <laughs> I always fight them. And every single morning my husband wakes up and he's like, we need better curtains. <laughs> and I'm kind of right. going, just wake up. You know, mm -hmm. the sun is up. Let's just do it. What's your thought on blackout curtains and kind of going against the sun on that? I mean, just looking at my family, for example, like even just the moon creeping into the, the window of our bedroom kind of thing could disrupt, like my husband, who's a really light sleeper, could disrupt his sleep. So I don't see a problem with a blackout curtain. But you want however you wake up to be gentle. So if the blackout curtain means that you need to wake up with like a, an alarm clock, then make sure that that's like a gentle sound and not some blaring horn, right? Because you really want to, it's the same thing as medit in meditation when you transition from being in meditation back into your more fully awakened state. You always want to make those trans transitions smooth just because it's jarring. So you don't want your body to go in flight or flight the minute you wake up because suddenly there's this alarm. So I'll just make that point that if you do have an alarm that you use to wake up, just make it gentle. And I think that when I say 10 to six, like that's, that's pretty much how most people operate at their best, but it can be shorter. Like that's just an optimal fully rested time. Right. But like I said, that, that optimal time for rejuvenation is that 10 to 12. And then many people who follow Ayurveda, like more strictly will wake up earlier than six o'clock. There's a spiritual time that kind of happens before that as well, where people like to take advantage of that and have more stillness and more quiet and that sort of thing. So, hey, if your curtains are open and it wakes you up a little bit sooner than that, then by all means, just wake up with the sun. You're going to feel great. And any time that we're mirroring what's happening in nature, we'll, be, we'll feel good and more in alignment. So as long as you don't wake up and like feel really tired during the day, then hey, wake up with the sun. Talk to me about foods in the summer. I emphasize eating seasonally, but within the season, there are so many different foods and especially uh, during the summer and spring and even into the fall, it tends to be such a bounty of produce. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about vegetables and then talk to me about fruit. Yeah. So anytime we're eating in summer or in pitta season, you want your foods to be kind of like lighter and smaller meals. Your digestive fire is um, really intense at that time in this time of the year. So you can handle things like sweet foods that you kind of want to stay away from those more in the spring, bitter and astringent foods. So I'll get into a little bit of examples about those. But yeah, just make sure that your meals are small and light because 
you'll, you'll notice that naturally the, the schedule that you kind of take on in the summer kind of requires small and light meals. It's just, it's just kind of the way it is. And your digestive fire kind of disperses to keep us cool. So by having smaller meals and less like intensity focused on your gut all the time, it just, it's like less, how do I say that? Less focused heat all in kind of one place. And it's just cooling for the body to have those smaller meals and lighter meals. So sweet examples of sweet are like, like dairy is an example of sweet if somebody does dairy. So it's a good time of year to have like those eggs. And if you do have milk or ghee, that kind of thing and, and rice and any meat and cashews, those, kind, those are all like sweet. So I just, I want to make sure that people don't think I'm just talking about like chocolate or something like that. Right. So pitta does well with sweet. And then of course, bitter, bitter greens, celery, broccoli, all that kind of stuff. And then astringent flavors like pomegranates, anything that makes your mouth pucker, you know, pomegranate, tart apples, coffee is actually astringent, things like that that you want to keep in mind. And then before I get into specifics, I just want to talk about spices. So basil, cardamom, cilantro, dill, parsley, mint, any of those things you can really freely use, it'll cool down anything that you're doing. So if you're having, you know, like let's say you wake up and you have hot water with lemon, warm water with lemon, you can make it a little less hot come summer, right? Add a little bit of mint just to balance it out and have it a little bit, be a little bit cooler, right? And so, I just wanted okay, to- Okay, I'm going to ask yeah, you a question about go that. for it. Okay, so if you're going to do, so you're going to wake up and do a cup of warm water with a fresh squeeze of lemon, mm -hmm. are you saying just add in a mint leaf or do you muddle it? Do you do like a mint tea bag? Like what- Yeah. It yeah, I would just, I mean, you can muddle it, but I mean, most people probably don't, you know, it's a morning routine. It's, we need it to be simple, right? I would just mm -hmm. squish a few mint leaves in my hands and drop them in, you know, just to wake up the flavors hmm. and that, that would be it. Yeah. Just to add in some cooling. And then the other thing that you want to do is just to, to watch out for maybe is because those are also in season, like things like radishes and onions and garlic, ginger, cayenne, chilies. Like I've got some of these things growing in my garden, you know, but it's like, you want to be careful to see because those generate heat. So if you're feeling those things like those heartburn or inflammation and things like that, just be mindful of those little heat enhancers, you know, in the summertime, right? So you asked me about vegetables to, flav to favor. And I, I talked a little bit about some of those in the bitter category and all that, but yeah, like asparagus, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, cucumbers, like cucumbers are, I mean, most of us love cucumbers and you can just tell that they're cool and they're watery. So that's a really great one. So I, you can have salads. This is the time of year where we kind of encourage salads, but you always want to remember that they are still more hard to digest as like any raw vegetable is. And so I would still recommend that you have that around noon, like at your, or your lunch, Rather than having a big salad at dinner, it's still harder on your digestion than other cooked foods, right? So that's what how I would eat them more around lunch. And then for fruits, think of course like watermelon comes to mind, right? Mangoes, pineapples, because there's that sweet quality, pomegranates, cherries, and berries. So for fruit salad, this is a great time to have fruit and like a little chia seed pudding, maybe. You know, if you make that the night before, then plop your fruits in it in the morning. But I do recommend putting like a tablespoon of like, let's say boiling water just before you eat it, just to warm it up to like more of a room temperature. Cause you just, you still don't want to have like too much cold foods cause it's just jarring for your digestive system. 
And uh, yeah, was that, I think, did I cover it? <laughs> I think so. I'm percolating with ideas. Okay. So, if, so then, so for example, in the evening, if you say, try to not do so much raw food, what's an example of a salad or like a vegetable that you would recommend doing for the evenings, like at dinner time? Yeah. I think like, because you can do things with rice, like rice is kind of considered sweet. So if you love that sort of thing, I would think a stir fry would be really great because meats again are a little bit sweet. So you can have that with some bitter greens, you know, saute some spinach and some kale, broccoli. And, you know, if you want to add a little bit of those, those chilies and those, and that garlic and onions, I mean, it's sparingly, you know, and then top it with some cilantro on top, you're balancing the elements, right? So you add a little heat if you love your garlic and then add a little cilantro, you know, and anything... I should mention anything with like coconut, coconut, lime, and mint. Those are flavors that we can really use. And so if you're having your rice or some sort of sauce, maybe have some coconut milk in there, you know, and that can be really cooling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then that transitions us to drinks. So mm -hmm. I know there is, especially for winter, there is like... <laughs> I'm going to say a strict rule, but you know, we hate rules, yeah. but let's yeah, just yeah. say like a very high, high recommendation mm -hmm. that you do not drink iced beverages in the winter and like try not to do them in the spring, especially like mm -hmm. iced coffees and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I know people are like very attached to their rituals, which I mm -hmm. totally get, but summer can be different. Yeah. So t tell me about summer, how we feel about iced beverages and like maybe what we could be drinking. Yeah. So, I mean, Ayurveda kind of always will recommend that anything very iced be limited, right? So those iced coffees are both cold and dehydrating, you know? So like there's a few things in there that you want to just be mindful of, but, and it comes the same thing with smoothies, right? So if you make a smoothie, you know, can you, can you let it sit a little bit or just use the frozen fruit, but not add additional ice? Can you, with your drinks, the kind of things that you want to do is maybe have them be like, if you have a tea, maybe have it at room temperature, let it cool, you know, add, add those cooling elements like mint and things like that. You can have cooling teas like peppermint tea. You can let that cool anything with fennel, cucumber water, you know, that kind of stuff, right? You still, you will feel less of a digestive hit, I guess, if you have it in the summer because your body is generating so much heat and it'll balance itself out. But I mean, if you're kind of sitting in an air conditioned space or car, for example, then you pull up to Starbucks and grabbed your iced coffee, you weren't really needing the offset, right? Of that cooling drink. Like you were already kind of pretty cool already. So just keep that in mind. I mean, if you're dehydrated and you're doing sports and it's the sun, you know, like an iced drink isn't going to you know, cause you some damage or anything like that. Right. But I mean, if you're thinking of your digestive system and that's a concern for you, be mindful and don't take in something that completely puts out your digestive fire. You know, I said at the beginning of the episode that my daughter and I started doing a tea time okay. in the afternoon sometimes. And during the summer I started making sun tea, which is the easiest thing in the world. You literally take a jug and we just have a couple pitchers, like glass pitchers, mm -hmm. and I'll put a couple herbal tea bags in them and then cover it with like a saran wrap or something. So like a bug doesn't fly in it. And then I'll just put it out on our patio for a day. Sometimes I don't even do that. I'll just put it in the refrigerator with a couple tea bags, filtered water. And then 
in a day or I'll do it at night by the morning and mm -hmm. I'll give that to my daughter in the afternoons or for lunch or whatever. It's not juice. It's not anything that I wouldn't want her to drink. It's all herbal. Yeah. Also, so does not have any caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need it. Um, but the idea of like, it's new to her, it's fun, it's colorful, it's interactive. You know, sometimes I'll give her like a cucumber piece to pop in or a squeeze, you know, a little like lemon or lime slice to pop in. So she feels mm -hmm. like she's doing something and she will drink more water because it's different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I totally I'll get do that. the same, right? I mean, I will drink more water because sometimes you're just thinking, I mean, I hear this from people all the time. Like sometimes I'm just tired of drinking water. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So infusing it with, yeah, with herbs for sure. And, you know, freshly squeezed. I mean, lime is really beautiful, like, and very cooling. So I, you know, those are really great things to do. That's a great suggestion. If someone needed three simple things that they can do to support their body during summer, what would you recommend? Let's, let's try to think of some maybe out of the box things or less typical things. I would say like, you might think of like wearing light, breathable clothing. Yeah, of course. But you want to also consider the color of the clothing. So Pitta can be balanced by certain colors. And so Colors like grays and blues and greens can be really soothing to Pitta. So, it, you know, if you think about the sun, think about like reds and oranges and, you know, those intense colors, that's going to amplify, right? So if you want to bring in some cooling elements, then bring in some lighter colors. And of course, things like linen, things like that, just really keep your external temperature cool as well. Another thing that you can do is moon gazing. So... If your pitta runs high, the moon is the opposite of the sun, right? So the sun is heating and the moon is cooling. And so spend a little time at night. If you can take an evening walk when the moon's out, great. If not, just sit on your patio or your front step and just gaze at the moon. And that is really cooling to your mind as well. And it just, you'll see, it'll just really calm you. So that's something that you can do if your pitta's running high. And then the last thing I would say is, you know, you can do like, like, a, you know, we talk about self-massage in, in Ayurveda, we talk about Abhyanga, which, which is just basically that, a self-massage, but you want to do it with coconut oil because coconut oil of all the oils is the cooling oil. So keep that in mind. And then if you're feeling pretty hot, sometimes you can create a little bottle of peppermint oil with a little witch hazel in water, and you can spray that down the back of your neck, not in your face. <laughs> Don't get it in your eyes, you know? And just cool your body off that way. That can be really refreshing in the summer. But that self-massage, you'll see like if you can just do that even on your feet before bed, after your moon gazing or while you're moon gazing, <laughs> these things don't have to take up a lot of time, even though if they sound like really like, you know, extra, they're really not. And I think the last thing I just want to say, if I can just go ahead and say one more thing is that summer is like energy, right? The sun is energy. And so we do a lot in the summer. And so I just want to kind of like remind everybody that while you're doing all the things, just try to be playful about it. Playfulness, silliness, spontaneity. Those are the things that would really like help to make your summer really optimal for your mind and body, right? Keep, keep things lighthearted and just play around a lot in the summer. 
That's just such good advice. I think it's so interesting because have you ever done two colors? It's a personality test. Is that the one with like the four colors? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. 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 So in true in that I'm a yellow and it's pretty simplified because, or I think it's gold, but it's pretty simplified because they want people to be able to remember it versus yeah. like um, the Myers-Briggs where you're kind of like uh, MTTJ. But <clears throat> it's interesting because I see some traits that were brought to my attention that I maybe didn't quite realize. And one of which was how I approach work. I will work first before I play. And my husband, he's a super hard worker. I also like to be super prepared. And my husband is like, yes, I'm prepared. I know what I'm doing generally, but I kind of just want to get in there and, you know, get some stuff happening. Yeah. But for yeah. me, that kind of stresses me out because I want to visualize how it's going to go down and I need a little bit more structure to how this goes. In spring, you said this, lighten up. It was just such a aha for me to, to think instead of separating work and play, Mm -hmm. Be a little bit more mindful of how can you approach this with play or how can you approach this with lightness? And mm -hmm. so I love that in summer, we're going to have a really busy schedule and it's, but to approach it with play is just, it's a paradigm switch. For sure. For sure. Because they can kind of feel the same sometimes, you know, the doing and the, the heaviness and the energy, but it's a little bit different in the spring and the summer, right? Because in, in the spring, we're trying to lighten everything right because it's so heavy but in the in the summer it's there's a sharpness and a, and a push energy and so we kind of just want to scale that back and bring in some play so they're very similar little subtle shifts that we need to make but coming from a different side so yeah anytime we can lighten up and play and be curious and just enjoy what you know nature's telling us how to how to show up right showing us how and and so we can do the same it's pretty it's pretty awesome I love it. That's just such a great reminder. My last question, and I ask everyone mm -hmm. this question, Tina, this podcast is all about quality of life and mm -hmm. supporting quality of life. That's kind of the mission of Foodie with a Life, and it's the mission of this podcast. And so my question to you is, what are you prioritizing right now to support your quality of life? Yeah, I think that, that's a good question. I think like currently, I mean, I got, I always got a lot of things that I'm trying to do, but currently the thing that's like giving me the most quality, I guess, and it's my biggest thing that I'm really trying to incorporate is to give myself grace. I'm kind of just going with the flow a little bit. I've been kind of in a stage of putting out a lot of energy towards certain things. And I feel like I'm doing, I do best when I do that, but with a curiosity. So like I'm working towards something, but I'm so open to whatever comes from that, you know, and I'm, I'm ready to just kind of go with the next right step, whatever that is, and give myself grace for when I can't do all the things, you know, and show up in all the places and be all, you know, for everyone. And I'm just, just being more gentle with myself and having some some curiosity and some grace. I think that that's, that's, that's just what's working for me right now. Well, Tina, thank you so much. Can you tell us where we can find you? Yeah. I mean, I'm on Instagram at float your cork. My website is floatyourcork.com. You can find me. I have a float your cork podcast on all, you know, iTunes or Apple and Spotify and all the places. Yeah. You can just find me anywhere. Float your cork. Tell me, and tell me about float your cork. What does that mean? 
Yeah, so Fulcher Cork is just basically a way of life. So I'll try to keep it brief, but if you can visualize just a cork bobbing on the water, I, I believe that that's like our natural state, you know, where life is meant to be good and full of nourishment and, and it ebbs and flows and that's just you living your best life. But we kind of tend to push down our cork by limiting beliefs, you know, the thing, our expectations that we put on ourselves that we allow others to, you know, all the things that life just adds onto us and we push down our cork. But the minute, what happens the minute you let go and you just allow, you bob right back up. So really it's just, it's not so much about efforting more. It's just about allowing more. And so float your cork is just a lifestyle where you just honor the truth of what's inside of you and you just be, and then, you know, all that you're meant to be becomes right. Yeah. That's so great. It's such a, it's such an acute visual. Right. Yeah. Of a, of a cork floating in water. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for letting me share. Yeah, absolutely. Tina, <laughs> you're so lovely. You're so fabulous. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you. for joining, joining so the podcast to be here. again. I would love to hear from you in fall. You are like my seasonal guiding light. <laughs> <laughs> I will be here. I will be here and ready to share. Thanks so much again for having me. Oh, my pleasure, Tina. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. We'll end the episode today with a brief meditation. So if you're in a place where you can, please bring your arms wide out and up and release your fingers, press the palms to the sky, take a big inhale through the nose. And as you exhale, let the hands fall out and wide, exhale, let the belly drop down and in and bring the hands to rest in your lap. You can drop the eyes closed here, take an inhale through the nose, and then exhale through the mouth. Feel for your feet on the ground, grounding you down, providing support. And we'll do a brief body scan, starting at your root, starting at the base of the tailbone. Tuck the tailbone slightly, elongate the lower back. And as you inhale, feel for this length coming up the spine and into the belly. As you exhale, feel for the chest and the belly to drop down and in. Inhaling, the chest lifts, the shoulder blades widen. And then exhale, dropping down closer to your core, to your center, but still allowing that length to bring you up towards the sky through the crown of the head. Inhale again. Drop the chin down, lengthen the back of the neck. Allow the shoulders to drop down. And exhale. Inhale at the crown of the head. Visualize this golden light just sitting at the crown of the head, lifting you so gently, creating just millimeters of space between each vertebrae. And as you exhale, feel for your support, either at a chair or the earth. And a gentle lift of the heart. And 
as you're ready bring your arms wide out and up interlace the fingers again press the palms towards the sky and then as you exhale allow the hands again to come wide and down as you slowly blink the eyes open take another inhale through the nose and exhale Have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope our conversation allows you to take back a bit of your time so you can have more space, more breathing room, more energy. Have a great day.